Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Wednesday, October 19th, I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're taking a look at the impact of the falling euro on U.S. real estate. A recent report by brokerage house Marcus and Millichap looks specifically at this question. The euro has fallen by more than 15% this year, reaching a more than 20-year low in September. Governments made decisions to be stimulative to the economy or restrictive. In the U.S., the Federal Reserve is supposed to operate independently from the elected government, and its mandate is to bring maximum employment to the nation and to maintain price stability. Since the start of the year, the Fed has increased interest rates five times so far, and it's on track to increase interest rates two more times before the end of the year. The federal fund's overnight rate is currently between three and a quarter and three and a half percent, but we expect those rates to increase to more than four and a quarter percent before the end of the year. In fact, with the latest inflation numbers, I personally would not be surprised to see the interest rates hit five percent by the end of the year. In contrast, Europe is in an economic crisis and an energy crisis. Having a war in your neighborhood casts a huge shadow over the entire continent, to say nothing of the human tragedy that the war is bringing to millions of people. Governments in Europe have been trying to compensate for the higher energy costs by bringing fiscal stimulus to the population. There are currently widespread protests in France over high energy costs. The French government has pledged 100 billion euros to help ordinary citizens combat high energy prices. That means deficit spending and increased debt levels in Europe. But when you look at monetary policy, the European Central Bank has only raised interest rates to 0.75%. So if you assume that within the term of the monetary instrument, say the next 90 days or the next 365 days, you assume that neither the U.S. nor the European Central Bank will default on its notes, the USD bills are more attractive than their European counterparts. All other things being equal, there will be a flight of capital out of European bonds into USD bills. It's that interest rate differential that's causing global investment dollars to flow out of Europe and into the U.S. The exchange rate between the currencies is merely a reflection of that flow of capital, of that supply-demand situation. Europe is also experiencing elevated inflation with headline CPI numbers that are higher than the U.S. The continued stimulus of the European economy means that rather than fighting inflation in Europe, they're actually fueling inflation. When you combine the economic contraction that results from the energy crisis with the elevated inflation, the potential exists for real stagflation in Europe. That means that not only will European investors be buying U.S. dollars and U.S. treasuries, they'll also be purchasing dollar-denominated assets, like, for example, real estate. Over the past 20 years, Europeans have invested an average of $11 billion in U.S. real estate each year. In years when the euro was rising in value against the dollar, that average investment was $10 billion a year, and in years when the euro was falling against the dollar, that investment increased on average to $12.6 billion. On average, Europeans spend 15% more on U.S. real estate when the euro is falling. But there have been some notable exceptions. For example, in 2014, European investment jumped to $25 billion. And in 2018, U.S. investment was $22 billion. In the first half of 2022, investment is somewhat down. Europeans have invested $4.7 billion in U.S. real estate. That's below the average for a year in which the euro has fallen. But there's a lot of forces at play here. With the rise in energy prices in Europe, there are many manufacturers looking to relocate manufacturing to places where there's favorable labor costs, low energy prices, a business-friendly environment, and excellent transportation. That might favor investing 
in U.S. manufacturing capacity when the default decision to relocate to China might be considered too high risk from a geopolitical perspective. The drop in the British pound is suffering the same fate as the euro, for similar and also for different reasons as well, which we've talked about in the past week on this show. Now, it's odd to me that Britain is seen as a higher risk with national debt at 80% of GDP, whereas the U.S. government debt is at 150% of GDP if you total federal, local, and state government debt. Arguably, the U.S. is at much higher risk of default than the U.K., but for the moment, the world seems to trust the Fed more than the Bank of England and the European Central Bank. We're seeing a flight of capital from the U.K. into the U.S. dollar as well. There's a significant rate difference between the posted rate of 2.25% in the U.K. and the Fed funds rate of 3.5% in the U.S., and that rate difference might be part of what's fueling the flight of capital to the U.S. The market has clearly spoken that in order to buy British sovereign debt, the prices of those bonds have fallen to the point where the yield is now 4.25% for the 10-year gilts. This year has seen an increase in investment volume to $2.7 billion coming to U.S. real estate from the United Kingdom compared with $1.4 billion last year. So when you watch what's happening in global exchange markets, it's the combination of economic growth, interest rate policy, and real estate stability that drive foreign investment. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.